Pastor Ron. And I thank you once again for joining me on my podcast, Realness with Pastor Ron. I thank you for a new year, a new journey, hopefully better consistency with this, where I'm able to constantly pour into you and encourage you and to inform you all the things that God is sharing with me. So um, don't forget to share, um, you know, put a post on, on, on your IG story, tag me so I can share it, Twitter, Snapchat. Let's get this word out. 2021 is the year of next level, and I can't do it without you. So it's free to share. So if you share, put a clip up, give a review, it not only helps to, to push the ministry a long way, but it will also encourage me to also push me to do more and more and more. So please, I've gotten um, text and um, different DMs about content, about posting consistently. I hear you. I'm going to do my best this year. This is my year of being consistent with it. So my, my goal is to to be consistent and to be at a place where I'm constantly doing this. Also, do not forget I have a YouTube page. Search Pastor Ron Rubin on YouTube. You'll see me there. Um, I have thus far put up a couple of sermons that I've preached at RCOG, some manna, which is like very short uh, videos of encouragement, of teaching. Um, I put my first vlog in which I talk about um, grief and, and loss and how it impacts you and how to bounce back through that, how to survive that. So please check me out on YouTube when you get a chance. And the same, like it, comment, um, subscribe, share it. Let's get this word out there. I cannot, after God, I cannot do it without you guys. Um, and your constant support and encouragement. So please um, help me out and, and share the word if you believe in this. This is good stuff. It's blessing you. So let's get this word out so we can continue to grow and do the work of God. So so this is, again, my first podcast, first time talking to y'all for the new year. So happy new year. We made it to a crazy, crazy 2020. We made it to uh, a year for the books, a year where, you know, I've been through so much up and down. Where I had COVID, where I was just struggling and going crazy and worried, but God got me through it, through it. I had a situation. My father passed away in April. Um, so it's, it, you know, and a bunch of just changes, the same things that many of you have gone through with work and your hours and working from home and et cetera, et cetera. Like these things are, um, have been a challenge, you know, your schedule, your life has changed. I, I don't think the world will ever be the same after COVID. And guys, I, you know, I'm not trying to scare anybody, but I want you to really be clear that this pandemic is a prophetic event. This is going to, um, this was sent by God. This was not something that God didn't know was going to happen. God didn't get caught off guard like, oh, snap, there's a virus um, taking over the world. I, what do I do? God knew exactly that this was going to happen. Um, and all his prophets that he has, not saying they're off or they're on, but no one prophesied about <laughs> COVID, about this particular pandemic. No one talked about this occurring. So 
Um, there's a reason for that. God wanted to get our attention, not only the church's attention, but the world's attention to know who God is. It was very humbling because despite all prayers, despite all um, uh, prophetic decrees and all this, you know, this disease is still um, we're in January. It's still almost a year later out here rampaging. People are losing their lives. People are getting sick. Cities are being shut down. So this is still on a war path. But at the end of the day, God is in control. The peace that I have is not because it's not crazy out there. The peace that I have is not because everything that's going on is, is a lot. It's because I know my God's in control. And that, like I said a little while ago, he is fully aware. And not only that, he um, is going to, you know, he knows about it. He also provides provision. For, for us, um, if he wasn't God, we wouldn't be here today. I wouldn't be having this podcast. You wouldn't be alive. You would have lost your mind. I would have I'd have been somewhere on a street corner, strung out, you know, in jail somewhere, dead somewhere. But God has made a way. So his peace is definitely evident and his peace I will carry with me in the midst of this pandemic. So happy new year. We made it. And the fact that you are alive, I want to remind you, the fact that you made it is for a purpose. There's a reason why you survived. There's a reason why God didn't let you die. There's a reason why God didn't let you lose your mind. There's a purpose. Um, there's a purpose for what you're going through. There's a purpose why you're here. So keep on testifying and watching God continue to do great things over your life and watch God open doors and make sure 2021 let this be a year where you are intentional. Let 2021 be a year that you are focusing on the Lord. So today we're we're kind of going to um, talk for a few minutes, <laughs> like I always say, and sometimes it's longer, a few minutes about waiting on God. Um, new year, new me. It's something that you hear all the time. We, we, on December 31st, as we're in New Year, we're praying over, we're thinking, okay, you know what? 2020 is not going to be like 2021. But for many of us, 20, I'm sorry, 2021 will be just like 2020. It'll be the same drama, same headache, same pain. Um, it, it might not be better. It might be the same. It might be worse. We don't know. It, it might be better as well. And I'm being completely negative. But your, your goal is regardless of what the year is, regardless of what's going on, your job is to wait on God. And many of us, the reason why we miss out on our blessing or miss out on what's happening, miss out on what's going on is because we fail to wait on God. We have become so impatient and, and, and because of our impatience, we often take matters into our own, our own hands and I know it's not easy. I know I know we live in a time where you want stuff now, where people because time costs money. You know, it, and the reason why people should people pay certain people for events and for speaking events and for certain jobs is not simply because of the task you do, it's because whatever you're doing takes away from your time. And time is the most valuable commodity. Because you don't get time back. 
this time that I'm spending to do this, I don't care what I do, this time is not going to come back. I can never get it back. So time is the most valuable commodity you have. Given that, you must learn to do a better job of managing your time. You must do a better job of of being careful who you give time to, to put it nicely. So you've got to make sure because time is so valuable, you have to make sure that you are wise in managing your time and not giving everybody your time. One of the things I often um, share at my church is that one of the most powerful words that you have and that sometimes we fail to use is no. The word no is an important word. We have to set boundaries. We have to learn the importance of being able to say, nope, I can't do this today. Nope, I'm tired. No, I'm staying home all day in my drawers, watching Netflix and eating ice cream. I'm not going to do anything. I'm going to play video games all day. I am going to reclaim my time because this t- your time is valuable and it's your time it's your job to manage your time. No one else is going to do it for you. Very rarely do you find people in your life that are going to be like, "Oh, I'm not going to bother her today because I used too much of your time." They they will take advantage of you and use you as much as you want, but it's your responsibility to get to a point where you manage your time. And managing your time often creates, often causes you to create boundaries, often causes you to get to a place where you sit here and say, you know what, nah, fam, I can't do it. You know what, I got to call out. I need a, I need a mental health day. I need to get to a spot where, you know what, I can't do this. And with so many things going on in our lives, so many things that are happening, where you have children, where you have a spouse, where you have a significant other when you have your own business. Now people are having um, multiple lines of income. So you're sitting here uh, uh, not sleeping as much and you're working and after you come out of work, you got to put time into your LLC because you, 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 you're you not at a place where you're able to make it or you're in school and you're working at the same time and pursuing a master's degree. Our time is so, we're so stretched thin. Look at myself right now. It is 2.31 a.m. and I'm recording a podcast. Why? Because this is the only time I get the, the time to devote my attention and silence to that silence in the silence in order for me to do this. Because I'm working full time, I'm a pastor full time, I have two kids with one on the way, and they don't care about any podcast, any YouTube channel, any pastor. They want their dad. They want to wrestle, they want to play around. I have a wife who's pregnant. I have a wife who, regardless of the fact she's with child or not, I have to nurture her and support her and be there with her. I got to help her out in the house. So we have so much going on. So our time is limited. And now with this work from home phenomenon, which is even trickier because we were able prior to this is okay i work a nine to five or three to eleven or overnight i work there give give them my eight hours come home and forget about it now that you work from home all your time just intermingles you don't have work time you don't have off time all you don't have play time because because all all that occurs in the same place 
So you have a tough time setting that boundary where, okay, I'm going to do work. Like, all right, and I know I should be doing this assignment now, but I'm going to do it. I'm, I'm home anyway. I'm not going to work anywhere. I'll do it later on. So you end up sitting here and you watch TV and you watch news and you see what's going on. And it's two o'clock in the morning. You got to meet a deadline. So you don't have that, that boundary. You don't have that safe space because you're constantly sitting here, um, plugged in. You're kind of sit, sitting here connected. So our time is such a valuable commodity and we don't have that much of it. And the way things going on with this world and our lives, especially for our goal getters that have goals and have things they want to pursue, time is, is, is scarce. It's, it's less and less time. So this is the reason why we have a difficult time waiting. We, we want things now. We, we want the fastest internet because we don't want things now. Back in the day when I was growing up, I had to dial up. So you would have to like log in and wait. You hit a phone connecting and sometimes it would take five minutes for you to get to a web page. And now it's just, you want things now. I don't want to wait. I want the fastest, the most gigs. I want the fastest um, plan on my phone. I got to be on the Wi-Fi. I want stuff now. So time is is a valuable commodity. So this often causes us not wanting to wait. Another example, you order a package. When you order the package and they say, listen, your order comes to $24.99. For extra $15, you can get it tomorrow. What do you do? Pay that, pay that $15 or you buy enough stuff to get that free shipping threshold. So you spend more money in order to get things in a certain time. So time is a valuable commodity. So with that being said, it is it is hard for us to wait. Because wait waiting like wait time seems like idle time. Wait time seems like wasted time. So now to translate to what we're going to talk about. Because time is so valuable and you feel you could do so much with your time. It gives you a difficult a difficult um time waiting it makes it hard for you to wait even on god like you say god you pray about something monday by monday night you want a response but sometimes you have to wait and sometimes your prayers to god do not get answered the way you want it to get answered and you may get a no from god and that no from god is not saying no i'm not going to give it to you the no from god is saying no you're not ready for it because a premature blessing can turn into a curse. A premature blessing can turn into a curse. For example, I use relationships. If you're sitting here and praying for a husband or praying for a wife, and you, which is a blessing, but, it, but however, if you are not ready for that blessing, that marriage could drive you to hell. Not saying it's not a good thing, not saying you, you shouldn't get married, not saying that husband or wife is not a blessing. However, if you're not ready to handle it, it will turn into a curse. So sometimes what God is saying, listen, I'm telling you no, it's not really a no, it's not yet. It's not a no, it's saying you're not ready for it yet. So when you get a no from God, or God is just causing you to wait, you have to say, why, what's wrong? Then you, instead of going back to God or going to your pastor or going to the prophet, you go back to yourself and say, am I really ready 
for what I'm praying for. Because I declare that you're not going to mismanage any blessings over your life. Exactly what you exactly what you're, you pray for is going to come to you. You're going to receive it and you're going to manage it. You're not going to fumble away your blessings. And sometimes our mismanagement and us um, being ill-prepared cause us not to manage our, to mismanage our blessings. So the point I'm trying to make, stop being in a hurry. Stop rushing everything. Stop rushing God. Like you're sitting there, God, 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 I need an answer now. God, I want this now. I want this job now. I want this house now. I want this child now. And God's like, yo, chill. Like, wait. I hear you. But wait. That you're, that you're not prepared, that you're not ready for this. Wait. And I know it's hard to wait. With the things that we just talked about, talked about, we're not used to waiting in 2021. Whatever we want, we get it. Now, some, some spots have same-day delivery, I, or you just order it and you pick up in a store. We're not used to waiting. We hate sitting online. This is why things like Walmart Plus and, insert, and, and Amazon stores are so po- are popular because you don't have to wait in line. Even in Sam's Club, it's the same way. You don't have to wait in line. All you have to do is scan, I believe, scan like your account or scan the app on your phone, and you sit there, and when you sit there, you just basically pick up what you want to pick up, bypass the line, and it did charge it to your account. Time. Because we have so much we try to bunch into our time. And then we carry that same mentality to our prayer life. Because if you don't want to wait, bringing it full circle now, it's going to cost you. Many of us forced a blessing into our lives. Many of us sat here and forced something. Because we could not wait on God. God said, wait. You prayed in God in 2019 and God said, well, you said, you know what? I ain't waiting. I'm going to go out there and do my own thing. And you and you go into a relationship. You pick a job. Now that job in 2020 was living hell simply because you could not wait. So when you get a wait, it's often God saying, listen, you're not ready. So in, so in your waiting season, the way to wait on the Lord is to get to a place where you where A, you believe and you have faith. So your action must match your belief. So if I believe that God is going to do it, I'm going to actively act and, and put myself in position as if he's going to do it. But also, I'm going to sit here and make sure I'm prepared and wait on God's timing. Because God's timing is always a per- the perfect timing. God's timing is always right because God sees things that we don't see things. Um, uh, I, I, sh- I often share this testimony and you, if you, you know, many folks have heard this from me before. So when I, you know, uh, I'm Lord willing, I'm going to be married 10 years, 10 years this, this May. So when we first got married, my wife and I said we wanted children and my guy, like, you know, well, let's have kids. You know, it's not that easy. It's not that problem. Let's just do what we got to do. Kids are going to come blah, 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 blah. So then we sit here and after times, uh, it, it took a little while. For a child to get here, we became finally pregnant. Had a name picked out, and then at um, at one of my wife's early wife's early appointments, she went to the doctor and they said, "Well, I hate to tell you this, Miss Rubin, but you're um, currently actively having a miscarriage. You can let him have um, take his course, or we can, you know, help you out with that." 
um, and very sad, traumatic um, moment for both of us because we were just like, this is what we prayed for. This is, you know, you know what happened. Like this is right here. You know, we're doing things the right way, and then around the same time, a couple of other friends of ours also had preg- were pregnant and. They were having, they were getting ready to have a child, and we were just like, oh, man, like, you know, what's going on, God? Like, why us, and why, you know? That's a natural thing. You you, you question God. Not that, that, that you're not happy for others, because, of course, we love them, and we want God to bless them. We're like, why me? And we never fully understood why, why us. And then until May 2012, um, my mother... Uh, abruptly passed away. She went in for a procedure and she she died um, literally on the operating table. Um, caught us off all, caught us all by off, off guard off guard. Excuse me. And um, it was it was horrible. She she passed away days before our anniversary. Um, it was May twenty third, twenty twelve. And, you know, it, it was crazy. And then, then one day as we were sitting there, you know, I, I think after everything was over and my wife and I were talking and she's like, you know what? It's crazy. My due date for the child we just lost was May 23rd, 2012. So in essence, there's a very good possibility that I would... Me, I would have to deal with a pregnant wife close to giving birth and bury my mom. You know, and the shock of the death could have even caused ill effects to my wife and or my, my son. You know? And it, it caused me to understand God's infinite wisdom. That as I got mad with God, I realized that I, I can't see what God sees. God wanted to show us that he still did, he, he heard our prayer, but he understood it wasn't the proper time. And you have to learn to wait on the timing of God. And not just wait on the timing of God, wait on God. Because God might just be saying, no, I'm not giving this to you. No, this is not this is not right for you. No, this this move is not a right move. No, this job is not the job for you. No, this man is not for you. God may just be saying, no, he's not for you. Stop trying to force your blessings. Wait on God. Because trusting God involves us letting go. We're too involved. We have to let God be God. God don't need our help. <laughs> And many of us, I, I and God pushed me as I sat here and and got ready to, to speak. God, put in my spirit to talk about waiting on Him, because for some people listening today, I hate to tell you, that twenty twenty one will be a waiting season for you. Which means be a season of preparation. Just because the the calendar flipped a new year does not mean that your blessings will come immediately. You have to wait on him. And waiting on God, again, is an active thing. We don't sit and just, okay, God, I'm sitting there, legs crossed, arm crossed, I'm waiting. You know, I'm waiting on you. You said wait, right? I'm waiting on you, God. No. 
it's an active. It's like I know you're gonna come through, so I'm preparing myself for my blessing. It's like the the analogy I use is like a um someone catching a bus, you know, and you have a schedule, you have um the time when you know that you're going that, that a bus is going to arrive. So because you you're gonna wait, you, you believe the bus, and you know the written schedule is accurate. You know what was told is accurate. You have have to commit an action. I don't wait for a bus in my crib. I go to a bus stop because I believe the bus will meet me there. So that's the same thing with God. Because you 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 read the schedule, because you read the word and know what's going to come to pass, and because you believe it's going to meet you there, your response is an action of staying at the bus stop. Your response is saying there, is sitting there and waiting and saying, okay, I know it's going to come here, so I'm going to stay here and wait. And what often happens, you look across and you see the other bus coming in the opposite direction. But just because that bus comes does not mean that you got to move from your spot. Because you have a word, you know that a bus is going to meet you here at this stop. So don't allow looking at other people's races to cause you to leave your position. If I believe in God and that he is going to come through, I'm going to wait on him. I don't care what happens. I'm not going to compare my race to yours. I'm not going to, I'm not going to be jealous of you. I'm not going to sit there and um, get frustrated because you got yours. I didn't get mine. No, I'm going to, I got a word from God. I know my bus is coming. I'm going to stand there and wait. And nothing is going to cause me to move out of my position. So instead of sitting here getting upset and complaining and murmuring, your job in your waiting season is not only to believe, but for you to sit there and have faith in him. You did your job. Pray. Bring it to God. And now wait. But you wait actively. You wait with the belief, knowing that you have a God that's going to come through. Knowing that you have a God that is going to be able to, to deliver, that's going to be able to open doors, that's going to be able to, to answer your prayers. He may not give you the answer that you want, but he will answer all your prayers. And I feel that many people who are listening are frustrated because God, you're taking too long. A, it's a product of just our nature in 2021 where we don't like waiting. And B, some of us are just impatient. But you got to wait on God. Your job is to bring it to him in prayer and wait. I know you don't want to hear this. You want to hear... You know what? New year, new me, new year, new blessings, new levels, next level. But you also got to make sure you endure the waiting process because that waiting process is the best thing for you because that waiting process is where God fixes your heart, where God fixes your attitude, where you're able to fix your money. I'm praying for a house and I, I believe God, God's going give to me, give me a house. What I'm going to do in that waiting season, I'm going to fix my credit. I'm going to stack my bread. I'm going to make sure all this, all this works out. That is called the waiting season. So please make sure you wait on God and trust on God and watch God blow your mind. He'll give you strength because he understands that it, that waiting time is tough. He said, like, those who wait on the Lord, Isaiah 41, those who wait on the Lord, he shall renew their strength. I'll tell you two things. 
One thing is that you have to wait on the Lord. Secondly is, um, he shall renew your strength because he understands waiting on him, your strength may run out, but he'll give you a, he'll give you a boost. Your, your strength may expire. You, you, you renew something that expires. My license expires, so I renew my license. He gives you, he gives you the ability to have to, um, to renew what's getting ready to expire. I believe God, God is speaking to somebody today. So as I close, this word's for you. Just take it, say it's for me. And take it and learn. Because if you're sitting there praying, 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 things don't change. God heard you. But there's a reason why he didn't answer. Maybe you're not ready for what you're praying for. Let's pray. Father God, thank you. I thank you for all that, li- that that has listened to this today. God, I pray that you can renew their strength and power to do all that you call to do. I know I know. it's tough. It's tough for me sometimes waiting on you, God. I, w- I want to answer right now. But give me the strength and power to trust you and to do your will, no matter how tough it may be. God, you're good and faithful. And we thank you for what you're doing. We thank you for what's on the other side of waiting. We thank you for our bus. That will catch us and meet us on time, Father God. We love you and thank you for keeping us in this waiting season. Because for some people, we, we, we've been waiting since 2020, the entire, entire year. But God, we know that you have the ability to open doors. We love you and we thank you in advance for what you're about to do. In Jesus' name we pray, amen. Guys, thank you very much for listening. Don't forget, hit me up. Tell me what you think. Um... Give me some feedback. Also, you know, don't forget my YouTube page. Just subscribe, like, leave a comment. That means so much to me. I'm just really grinding and hustling. So um, anything, anything um, counts. And like I said, it not only it, it helps, um, you know, the, the overall goal and getting, you know, growing, but it also will encourage me to push more and to do more. If you have any topics you want me to talk about and cover in the um on either the podcast or the youtube please share um i'm actually looking for for um questions i'm looking for things to share um things you want to talk about um and if, if i pick your answer i may do an entire video about it so let me know what you want to talk about I'll, I'll do my best to answer your question i love you guys man thank you for, for encouraging me for helping me god bless you And have a great one. Thanks again.